Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? You know, we got a lot. This show is... (laughs) Jam packed. Oh boy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't lie to you. This this show's going to be light on content. Uh, partly because you guys uh, aren't used to our new drop schedule, so we didn't have as many voicemails and things to weed through this week. So uh, it'll be a light show, but we'll have some things for you to interact on later. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, how was your week, Aaron? Um, you know, it was a week. Uh, work was work. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I will say I do want to, uh, I want to thank, uh, two listeners, mostly the one, no offense, Todd, but two listeners, little bit Todd, cause I, I uh, neglected to mention what a generous, uh, person, uh, ZZ Todd was for us uh, while we were in Jersey. In fact, he bought me a cherry chapstick, which I just put on, as, which is when I thought, hey, I never thanked him. So, hey, thanks. You're pretty okay. But big thank you, huge thank you to our listener, Stephanie, because I got home from work on a day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a package. What came? And I I pulled it out and I was like, I don't I didn't order anything on eBay. And this is not from a store. And I opened it up and it was a Target limited edition uh, red Stormtrooper pop and Mm. some TARDIS earrings and a necklace that says fuck. And it came from I believe she's one of your very, very close friends, Stephanie. Yes, yes, Stephanie is one of my closest friends, so that was very nice of her. And it's funny because, like, you two have never even met yet, and I'm sure she no. feels like she knows a hell of a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. That was <sighs> unexpected, but such a pick-me-up. Uh, and also, I'm glad she's your friend, but, you know, if, if we continue to get mail or people want to send us mail, mm-hmm. we may need to come up with some sort of bi-coastal P.O. box situation. We just might have to. Because I just might have to. I I'm not. Don't send us shit, guys. That's not necessary. Bullshit. You can send me shit. I don't give okay. a fuck. Well, fine. You I can, can use send some us more toys. Great. You can send us <laughs> presents. But here's the thing: we're probably not gonna want to give our home address out all the time. So no. we will we will figure that out. Um, uh, who knows? Maybe someone wants to write a actual fucking letter to us. Ooh. I I don't even, I don't know if people know how to do that anymore. Yeah, I don't think they fucking do. I really fucking doubt. Although we're old. You and I. Yes. We send thank you notes. I haven't sent your thank you package yet from uh, (laughs) taking care of me while I was in Jersey. A, keeping me alive when I was so high I almost died. And B, (laughs) um, (laughs) saving my life that time that... That guy pulled out that I almost shattered my knee because I foolishly <laughs> took off my seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt, kids. Anyway, but so I, I showed Especially you when you're in the car with me. 
Jesus. Well, it's that's that's an East Coast driving situation. That really wasn't you. Thank um, you. But Can I you do tell my mother that I'd be happy to. Yes. Yes. Um, well, so I want to I want to send you the I showed you the cat stalking. Mm -hmm. I got you. And then I want to get uh, I got your copy of uh, Inside Daisy Clover came. Uh -huh. So I want to get that to you as well. So anyway, that's that's kind of my whole week. What about you? How the fuck are you? Oh, my God. It's been such a long ass fucking week. So fucking long. I um I don't even know when we start. We recorded last Saturday, I guess it was. And I don't remember if you heard me say it during the podcast or if it was afterwards or beforehand. So I live in an apartment building. For those of you who don't know, I live on the first floor. The only thing behind below me are garage level are garages. There's, so there's apartments above me and next to me and stuff. There, it's a, there's four floors of apartments. And I started hearing a fucking dog bark last Saturday. And now, mind you, when I got home last from our Jersey trip, my cat was all fucking off because she was pissed off at me for being away for two weeks in a row. So I started hearing this dog bark. Now, mind you, I had a next door neighbor who had a dog that I didn't know about for like six months because I never heard the fucking dog bark. So last Saturday, I start hearing this dog bark and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh, maybe it's outside because, you know, my doors and windows are open because it was beautiful out. Nope, not outside. And this dog, and it had that barking going on, like, you know, when the dog is left alone for hours and hours at a time, this dog barked, no kidding, no exaggeration, at least for six straight hours. I went upstairs at one point because I realized it wasn't coming from next to me and it didn't sound like it was coming from directly above me. I walked the hallway upstairs, could hear it, but I couldn't pinpoint which apartment it was in. But like you could hear the dog fucking barking in the hallway as if it was in the hallway and not behind a door. Eventually it stops on Saturday. My cat now is all fucking upset, so she doesn't eat or anything. And when she doesn't eat, it means she doesn't get her anxiety pills because her anxiety meds are mixed in with her food because there's no way in hell I could get a fucking pill down this bitch's throat. So Sunday, day starts out quiet, and around 1 o'clock, this fucking dog starts barking again for another six, seven hours. By this point, my cat has now not eaten since Friday, means no anxiety meds. My cat spent Saturday and Sunday under the fucking couch, scared stiff, like she was a fucking wreck. When the dog would finally stop barking, she'd come out, but she was all on edge and she wasn't really eating at all. So now Monday morning, I'm worried because even though I know that she's not eating because of the dog barking, I still am like, I got to bring her to the vet because, you know, she's hiding under the couch, which she doesn't do. She's not eating. You know, she hasn't taken her meds. Like, I'm like, I need to bring her just to be safe. So I call them up and I tell them exactly what went on. And they're like, listen, we are really booked. If she doesn't eat by like, you know, noon today, call us back and we'll squeeze you in. Right. Like, I mean, that's how crazy busy they were. Right. So. I fed her and like, I hang up the phone with the vet's office, but I scheduled the appointment for Wednesday. I'm like, well, I'm going to bring her in anyway. Cause I've needed to bring her in because they need to look at this thing going on with her fur. So I hang up with the vet and within an hour, she's like chowed down most of her food, including the stuff where her anxiety meds are like, I'm like, okay, good. She's calmed down. The dog's not barking. We're good. I went to the fucking management office. I complained about the dog. They're like, well, what apartment was it in? I'm like, I don't know what fucking apartment it was in, but it fucking wouldn't stop fucking barking. 
I'm like, my cat's got PTSD from having been abused. She's on anxiety meds, and now she can't take her anxiety meds because she's so fucking anxious because of the fucking dog barking, blah, blah, blah. So by the end of the day, she's more or less normal because now we haven't heard the dog bark, and she's eating, and she's a fucking gavood. So she's eating, and she's taking her meds, so we're good, we're good, right? So then... Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the other part. So when, so we'll, we'll focus on the cat first. So Wednesday I bring her to the vet's office and she's so not happy. Thankfully she lets me get her in the cage, in the carrying cage, but the whole way there, she's screaming and yelling and she's all upset in the carrying cage. And now they don't let you go into the office. They come to the car to pick them up. So I had literally written everything down that was going on with her. So the little girl, little girl, because I'm a fucking old lady, she comes out to get my cat and she's like, what's going on? So I tell her and I go, oh, and I wrote it down for you also. She's like, okay, great. So she gets her and a um, couple of minutes later, her and some other young woman come out of the office. Now, usually they call me up to get my payment before they bring my cat out. So I'm like, oh, fuck, what happened, right? Is she dying? What's going on? This is where my head goes. And so as they, so the, the, they come in, the one girl puts the cat in my car and the other young girl who turns out is the vet. Meanwhile, I've got t-shirts fucking older than this girl is talking to me. And as she's talking to me, two other of the vet techs come out of the building and they walk over to the car next to me. And the guy opens the trunk of his car and these two girls had a stretcher. So as the vet is talking to me about my cat, I am watching this man take his dog and put this dog on the stretcher and they pick up the, do the dog on the stretcher and they're carrying him in. Now I see they're laughing and the guy looks sort of okay, but like all I'm thinking about is, oh my God, this poor dog's going to be put down. So my emotions are all over the place. The vet is talking to me about my cat and they're like, yeah, we couldn't examine her. I'm like, and I start laughing. I go, she wouldn't let you. And they're like, yeah, no, she wouldn't let us. They're like, as long as she's eating and everything, she should be okay. Uh, we couldn't look at the fur because she would not let us go near her. And I'm like, okay, I understand. They're like, you know, we couldn't look at it. We can shave it to do that. I go, but in order to shave it, shave her, we're going to have to sedate her. So I'm like, well, she's due for some shots in a couple of, you know, next month. I'm like, I'll schedule the appointment and we'll schedule for her shots and we'll schedule to shave her and we'll have her sedated at the same time. And we'll also get her nails trimmed at the same time. So all of this goes on because she's fucking evil. She won't let anybody near her. So then today I had washed something and like a string had come out of it out of the clothes and it was dangling and she's been playing with it well all of a sudden she, i see she's playing and she's sort of standing there and i see the string is wrapped around her paw and i went over and she starts screaming and she starts hissing and like she's never done this to me the way she was and i realized this string is stuck around her paw and she can't let get let get out of it so now I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die because I got to get the string off of her and she won't, every time I go near it, she's getting, and I'm like, I'm going to be murdered. I'm going to have to go to the hospital. Thank God I somehow got the string loose without being attacked, 
even though the other day I got attacked and she bit me because I kept going past her to get my teacup and she didn't like that. So she bit me. So I've got a nice bruise on my arm through that. So that was my week with my cat. So thank God. I, I am very grateful, though, that I was home when the thing with her, the string and the paw happened because I'm supposed to be going out later on. And if that happened while I was gone and she was stuck there, I would not be able to live with myself. So that was my cat. Now. <laughs> I Just so you know, I already have three follow-up questions and statements to just your cat week. So let's talk about the cat. So go with your cat questions, and I'll talk to you about my week. <laughs> well, the last thing I was, the, the first thing I'll say was the last thing. I'm really pretty okay at Legos. So if she had lost a paw, I could have made her like a sick bionic little paw. Aww, that would have been cute. Um, you wouldn't be able to put it on her, though. No, that's, <laughs> yeah. Luck. Well, look, I, I said I'd make it. I didn't say I'd put it on her. That's 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 you. <laughs> Um, uh, but no, so sedated, uh, is that an option? Cause if I could sedate Abby, when I have to shave her down, I told you I can't take her to the groomers and today I have to groom her at home because it's time mm. to get some of that coat off and, uh, I'd love to sedate her. Yeah. Um, I don't really think it's an option most of the time. I think it's one of their last resort options. That's too bad. Um, <laughs> Because I even said to the girl, I was like, well, I was think, look, thinking about looking into cat groomers. And the, by the girl, I mean the vet who I have T-shirts older than. And she looks at me. I go, yeah, the groomers aren't going to be able to handle her, are they? And she's like, no, they're not going to be able to. She's too difficult. Which just makes me feel so sad. Well, I want to tell you. And I can't remember what I was watching. Mm -hmm. I was watching something on TV. And... um. <laughs> You said little girl, and then you said little girl again, and then you brought up how you have shirts older than someone. For the first time in my life, I was watching something, and out loud, I, I was like, like, you know, because you're 12 or something. <laughs> I did the same thing this week, and I was like, what's wrong with me? When did I become, like, the get-off-my-porch lady? Anyway. It's amazing when it happens, and like, and I feel bad because like, you know, she's a professional. She knows what she's talking about, I hope. Um, but like, you know, like even if I touch the fur that's all matted, she starts, you know, she doesn't like it. You, you can tell. But it, it's just I feel so bad. And then, oh, and then I forgot this part of it. So while we're talking about my options with this bitch and they're picking up the dog on the stretcher and bringing her away... <laughs> I lose it. I start hysterically crying like I am now. And this vet, she was so good. She's just like, you're doing everything you can. You're doing everything you're supposed to. You're doing the right thing for her. There's nothing else you can do. You're giving her the life she needs to have. Which made me feel so much better because I always feel so guilty, even though I know this bitch's life is better than it was. I just feel bad because I know she's so unhappy. Um, but I know it's not my fault. She bites you all the time. <laughs> so I feel like it's okay that she's unhappy sometimes. 
Abby has only ever bit me once, and it was an accident. And uh, <laughs> and I still was really fucking upset. And I feel like you just take that all in stride, like it's fine. You one time said to me, I got to watch this cat bite because they get infected easily. And I was like, why is this just a normal okay thing to keep an eye on a cat bite? How about don't let your cat bite you? So I think you're doing a really good job considering that you're in an abusive relationship with your cat. I definitely am. Well, you know what it is, is most cats don't bite like this unless they're scared or something. But because what happens is, is when they're kittens and they're properly socialized, they learn the kitten kittens, the baby, baby kittens, they bite. That's part of their playtime. But as they grow up, they learn they're socialized properly not to bite unless it's, you know, out of hunting instincts or, you know, fear or, you know, protection. Right. Because of her traumatic background, she didn't have the appropriate socialization so her bites aren't the nips that they should be. I mean, well, sometimes I get the nips, which are fine. Cause like, you know, the little nips, like, you know, bitch, you know, like if I'm not paying attention to her and I'm like sitting on the toilet bowl and she's hungry in the morning and she's like, I'll be petting her cause she rubs your legs. And then she'll like, you know, she'll just go boom and she'll bite me. They say like, okay, bitch, get off the toilet. Give me my fucking food. I'm fat and I need more food. Those bites I'm fine with. Cause let's be realistic, you know? If somebody who was supposed to be feeding me was too busy, you know, scrolling through fucking Facebook while they were sitting on the toilet bowl, I probably would be a little pissy, too. Um, It's the other bites that are a little bit more like I literally and I'm going to send you a picture of it. I don't know if you'd be able to see it on the screen. Look, why is that so black and blue? (laughs) And that was from Sunday or Monday. And mind you, I had a sweatshirt on. And what happened was (laughs) she was sitting on the arm of the couch and the table is right next to her. So she, when she, when I first got her, she used to sit on the, my right side. She is now switched to my left side and the table is on the, on the left side. So I had a cup of tea. Well, I don't have any place to put the tea on my right side. So I put it on the table. Well, now, because she's laying there and her face is basically in my armpit and I'm going back and forth to get my cup of tea, she was getting aggravated. So to show her aggravation, she leaned down and bit me. And now this is the stuff, these types of bites, these are the ones they get socialized out of that they're supposed to learn as kittens not to do. And I had a sweatshirt on. She didn't draw blood, so that was good. Um, but yeah, it's pretty bruised. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm now afraid of your cat. And also, I wasn't going to tell this story because you and I, our age difference occasionally pops up. And I'm already a little too old for this film, but I had seen them. And so I went to Halloween Town yesterday. Uh, which mm-hmm. is up in uh, St. Helens. It's near Mount St. Helens in o- Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's where the Halloween Town films with Debbie Reynolds, it was a three-part Disney series, were filmed. Uh, and so we went up there to see that because they still decorate. They have the big pumpkin that was in the movie in the in the town square, in the town square for pictures. There's a lady doing voiceovers that sounds like they think she sounds like Debbie Reynolds but they were drunk 
Anyway, uh, so it was just a fun day. A lot of spooky Halloween stuff. I bought way too much shit. It's where I got your cat thing at their craft fair. Anyway, long story short, too late. I met a woman with a parrot on her shoulder because they had a like a spooky pirate demonstration of mm. cannons and things. And just huge macaw on her shoulder. And I was, I was like, holy fuck. And like this weird seashell bra. And she was in her like, I'd say 70s. So it wasn't really, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird moment for me. Anyway, uh, she said her last parrot was a rescue parrot and that the woman that had owned the parrot beforehand didn't like the parrot, but that the husband, it was a couple, the husband had bought the parrot and the woman would chase the parrot around and be like, get the fuck out of my way. And like, try to like shoe it with a broom and stuff and and I guess the parrot had had run out of the house. So this parrot bit, when the lady got her, bit her foot just mm-hmm. to, like, show dominance, I guess. Anyway, she had to get stitches on her feet. So I guess it's a good thing Sassy's not a parrot is what I was trying to get to. Because <laughs> that is a scary, sharp thing coming into contact. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, Don't- um, it was bad. Don't get a parrot, and then the, and then they don't die for a long time. They live to be like a hundred. This one was abused, so it only lived to be like fifty. But she was like, "Yeah, we had to like be real careful around it because it was trying to eat us." And I was like, "Sick! That sounds like the best pet ever." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Why would you want to get a fucking parrot that wants to eat you?" Meanwhile, I got this fucking little bitch. <laughs> she wants to eat you. I'm low-key terrified that if you pass away and I don't know and no one finds out that Sassy's going to consume your body. I'm sure Abby would do the same thing, but that would be because she would always want to have me like inside. It would be a creepy thing with Abby. (laughs) It wouldn't be for food or sassiness. It would just be like, I have to keep my mom with me forever. Um. But Sassy loves me in her own weird, sick, twisted kind of way. I mean, she's sitting, been sitting with me since we, before we started recording. Sassy, I'm renaming you Ike. (laughs) Why Ike? Well, I'm renaming you Tina. So. Oh. (laughs) Seems appropriate. That makes sense now. Yeah. That does make some yeah. sense. Yeah. Anyway, well, tell me about your week. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that for so long. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so the other thing that went on this week is I had to go to the podiatrist because starting on Saturday night, because, you know, dealing with the anxiety-ridden cat and the fucking dog barking for hours straight wasn't bad enough, I went to um, – I was squatting down to pick something up. And I got this horrendous shooting pain up my heel. And I was like, oh, it must be my plantar fasciitis acting up again. So thankfully, they have the portals and stuff and, you know, the app. So you can make appointments at any time of day or night. Thank God. So I haven't been to a proper podiatrist in years. So I get an appointment. I managed to schedule one for Tuesday morning. I go to the podiatrist. And I actually, Tuesday afternoon... And I'm describing what's going on. He's like, yeah, that doesn't sound like plantar fasciitis. It actually sounds like you have Achilles tendonitis. I'm like, okay. 
He's like, well, the good news is, is for Achilles tendonitis and plantar fasciitis, it's the only time I ever tell women they need to wear heels. So you'll get to wear some heels for a while and stop wearing the flip-flops you're wearing. He's like, but I'm going to send you for an X-ray and an ultrasound. You'll be able to get the X-ray right away, but you'll have to make the appointment for the ultrasound. So I go, I get the X-ray. By the time I'm in the pharmacy, because he's also now prescribing me uh, ibuprofen, um, I get to the pharmacy, which is by my place. I get the message from him because he's got the x-ray results, and the x-ray results are showing spurs in my heel. (gasps) Yeah, so my ultrasound is tomorrow morning, uh, Monday morning at 9 so he said once we he gets the ultrasound results, he'll be able to determine what the best form of action is. And let me tell you something. This fucking thing has been so fucking painful. Thank God for the meds he's given me, which has definitely taken the worst of it off. It hurts so badly. And like when I'm, you know, when he's talking to me before even the x-ray, he's like, well, have you done anything out of the ordinary? I'm like, well, last weekend I was walking around the city and my Fitbit was trying to figure out who the fuck kidnapped the Fitbit because they didn't understand why there were so many steps going on. Um, He's like, yeah, but that's a week ago. That shouldn't have just kicked it in on Saturday. I said, yeah, but that's the only thing I can think of. So, yeah, so it looks like I've got some type of heel spur thingy going on with my Achilles. Yeah, it hurts. My friend had a a bone spur and it looked like a claw. And it was like coming, like if this, I'm, I'm doing hand gestures, listeners, totally helpful for you. (laughs) It looked like it had one of those like hanging plant hooks coming out of the bottom of her heel. Uh, So it was like looping down and I don't remember what she did for it, but I remember it was painful. Yeah, it was fucking, it's fucking painful. It really is. Yeah. It was like literally... I would, you, I could not step all the way down. I'd have to like walk up on like with the balls of my feet. And when I, then when it would start to feel better, I would forget that I had a problem. And then I'd like bend down to get something and then the shooting pain. And like, like, I don't know how many times I almost ended up on my knees screaming in pain. And I probably would have, if I didn't have this bitch living in the house with me, who would have totally freaked out about me screaming. Would that be your murderous cat? Yes, the murderous cat who gets upset with me when I cry. So, like, if I watch, like, a sad movie or something and I start crying, or, like, if I'm watching the Avengers and they're, you know, assembling and, you know, Captain America's getting millionaire or however the fuck you say it, and I start hysterically crying like I do, she gets mad at me. And you know what she does when she gets mad at me? I'm going to guess that she bites you. Yeah. And um, she doesn't like me crying. She doesn't like the sound and it freaks her out when I start crying. So she'll bite me, which makes me, and she does the nipping biting then most of the time. And then it makes me laugh because it's like, it's so fucking ridiculous that she's so upset about me crying. I think the next sticker that we release as a podcast should be (laughs) our animals in a cartoon form back to back. Abby with like, I don't know. A small idol of me or something just like so excited <laughs> and sassy with like a little dagger <laughs> just be the two creepy weird fucking animals they are yeah because well sassy is definitely murderous yeah 
I just... Like, I think she'd be like a pit bull if somebody came to attack me. I think she would go after them. I really do. Because she does love me. She's just... Yeah. Very... She shows it in weird ways. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I have the... I have the kid that like sniffs his mom's scarf and shit because it smells like her. That's what my dog is. It's the weird kid. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, do you want to get into? I mean, we can talk about your your heel spur if you'd like some more. No, I, there's nothing else really to talk about it except how fucking painful it is until I find out what I'm gonna have to do for my heel spur. Well, then I think that this would be a great time for us to hear from our friend of the show, occasional co-host. Ooh. You know, uh, I had someone tease me recently. um, And when I say what the teasing was, it'll tell you who it was. But I had someone ask me about my ethically non-monogamous partnership and I said, oh, you listened to our episode, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- this this is, uh, I guess, really our first of our podcast throupling. Ooh. And, uh, well, here we go. Yo, so I just finished the most recent episode. Hey, it's Midnight Smoke, by the way. Um, so, loved your sign off. We'll keep on talking if you keep on listening. Fucking there's your ending right there, ladies. You fucking got it. Alright, I'm out. Later. That's, uh... That is so nice. He's nice. We love you, Smokey. Yes, we do. We love Smokey. He's such a sweetie pie. He really is. He's nice, unlike my bitch cat. Um, and what did he... You keep... What did you say? We'll keep talking? We'll, We'll keep talking if you keep listening. I like it. I like that. So do I. I don't remember what we say when we talk. I won't even remember to make the sticker of our animals. So. <laughs> Somebody will have to call in and remind Aaron to make the sticker of the animals. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. Um, well, so I, I had that and then I did have, I got a direct message from friend of the show, Pirtle, which is that audio clip I shared with you. So I don't know if you want to do that or if, if you have any emails that you want to do first. You want to do the audio clip? Yeah, let's do the audio clip okay. first. All right. So this came in from our friend Pirtle. And um, so this is, you know, another one of those many. Uh, uh, you can hear a bunch of different things. So I'm going to play the audio clip first. And then it's like that blue dress, gold dress, except in right. the audio version. This is the right? audio version of the, yeah, the, obviously that dress was blue, by the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. So here's what people hear. Yeah. What did you hear, Bridget? You know what the things are. All I heard was that Bart Simpson line. Okay. Well, so I, for me, I am having a hard time. I am hearing multiple phrases. The more I listen to it, I hear multiple. So I'll just, I'll read down the list here. 
So Bart Simpson bouncing is the first one. Rotating pirate ship is the next one. That isn't my receipt. Yeah, no. Lobsters in motion. That is embarrassing. I heard that sometimes. Lactates in pharmacy. <laughs> no. It's I that's I'm chasing Martian. Baptism piracy and that isn't mercy, which I will say out of all of them, I think I hear the that isn't mercy the most. But um it's interesting. It's it's just interesting. I'm curious to know what the actual answer is, which, you know, we won't know. So, cool. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, when you read them out, I can see how people could hear that, but all I heard was Bart Simpson. Except for This Is My Receipt. That one, I just don't get that one at all. I didn't hear that one either, and I didn't hear the lactates in pharmacy. Um but you guys, uh, take a listen. See, see. Let us know what you think you heard, um, and let's uh, let's let's create the audio version of the blue and white, blue and black, white and gold dress argument. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I did hear? What some sexy accents there? That's that's that I did hear. Very really. What I heard? Those. Yeah. What well, I. Uh, I would be happy to be the person to record the chanting room of sexy. I couldn't tell if they were Scottish or Irish, but uh, men. So, yes, we volunteer as tribute. If uh, you need two ladies to uh, record you loud, large group of sexy men from somewhere in the UK. Absolutely. Thanks. I'm first online. Whoa, first whoa, whoa. Online. first in line. Okay, I'll give you first. I'll give you. You could be first. I'll be second. I'll give you that one. I don't know. I'll give you that one. I say we just we just spelunk into the cavern of men, <laughs> just at the same time, just like out the gates, run in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you work. know, my most recent ex is Irish, and we we really just ended for geographic reasons. Mm-hmm. Although when he would get like real drunk or real feisty about something especially trump big trump hater Mm -hmm. uh he would get so irish i was like i don't i don't know what you're saying anymore slow down i don't know what you're saying see i'd be like just keep going keep going i'm good keep going yeah oh yeah 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 some more go ahead keep going So we also got an email from Raul, our friend Raul, who's very kind and very supportive as well. So he sent a video and I'm sure most people have seen the video clip by now of that chick who was, yeah, who was molesting Gaston at Disney and then how he, uh, Gaston, and then how he fucking bounced her because she was sexually assaulting him. Um... So Raul wants to know if you ever had to boot someone from Disney yourself. Um, so these will be the, what would I like to call the dark side of Disney or, or not. So I'm going to tell two stories for you. Merry Christmas. 
so at Disney, when I was like pretty new there, I was probably in my first year and, and I did shows and uh, there was this guy that would like come in and just like watch me do the game show and, and other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a little weird, but I was like, what? I mean, we had these annual pass holders that were in all the time. So it was just whatever. And um, fuck, I actually have two stories. I'll try to make these brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so he would come in all the time. And then eventually one time he was like, you look like my dead fiance. And I was like. Oh, great. Well, have a great rest of your day at the resort, sir. And I went about my day. Well, then the next time he was in, I was, we had this little step off area where you Mm -hmm. were still visible to the guests, but it's where you like mic'd up to get on the stage. And uh, all of a sudden I felt someone petting my hair and I was like, oh, okay, we don't need that. And it was that guy. And then they had to throw him out of the park and revoke his pass. So at 18, that was, that was a lot to handle. Um, Holy shit. And then That's the other, creepy. Yeah. And then the other person that we had that got their pass revoked and then they couldn't buy it. Like if they bought a ticket with cash, they could have snuck in, but they went on like the, you can't come in for a while list was this little girl. Her mom and dad used Disneyland as like a babysitter. And so they'd drop her off during the summer when they mm-hmm. had to work and she didn't have school. And so she was there all day and she loved intervention so much that her parents got or made her her own interventions costume. So she started showing up in these. First of all, uh, for those of you who don't know what interventions is, you're not missing anything. But our costumes were what I like to have called a country Christmas. We had these forest green pants, a cranberry colored polo shirt. And then these tan vests. And then the back of the tan vest, we changed when we went to each section because there were different sponsors. So, like, the game show was done by Honeywell and it was about, like, home stuff and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. not a great look for anyone. But this girl came in wearing the costume and we were like, hey, sorry, like, you, you can't come to disneyland wearing a disney costume even if you've made it yourself you need to Mm -hmm. you need to leave and um she couldn't because her parents were there so then we just asked her to take the vest off and untuck her shirt um so then she was a real problem that whole summer and the um cultivation of it was we did this show for bugs life where we had the kids run um on a green screen and then we digitally plopped them into the movie to look like they were being chased by the big uh, grasshopper villain. And I wouldn't pick her for the show. And she was like, I want to be in the show. And I was like, you've done it like five times today. And these kids are from other states. I'm sorry. You can't be in every show. Well, so I was sitting on the edge of the stage talking to the kids who had got to be in the show. And she came over and she sat down next to me. And we had to log our show with, like, a pen. We had the clipboard and we just had to log how many people were there, stuff like that. So I was sitting there. The clipboard was next to me. She shoves the ballpoint pen into my fucking thigh. I had to go to cast first aid, take my pants down in front of some fucking stranger nurse lady and be like, Hey, so I had a ballpoint pen in this leg? Like, am I going to die? Is that Okay. So, so she also no longer was allowed into the, the 
park. So that's those are my stories about Disneyland. I do have not stories, but you only asked about Disneyland, so I don't know if I'll take a not story. Okay. All right, cool. Um Knots. So Disney's pretty good about protecting their cast members. Knots is great at it during the day, but I worked for Not Scary Farm for 17 seasons and one of my first years there, I was uh, so scary, and I had repeatedly scared. This is why we can't repeatedly scare people now. You have to, like, mm-hmm. scare and then move on. You shouldn't chase people. Anyway, so I I was aggressively pursuing this woman, and she was drunk and on some sort of drugs. And her husband was also terrified. Whatever. We didn't have those rules then, so I was doing my job. But now we have those rules. Or they have those rules. I don't work there. Uh, so I, I was aggressively following them. And um, the lady finally, like, came at me. And I was playing Dead Lizzie Borden. So I had this, like, mm-hmm. axe gash through <laughs> my, like, whole neck. And then I had, like, a bodice. And my shirt was mostly buttoned. But, like, my chest was a little bit bare. Mm-hmm. My hair was all crazy. I think I had another gash like across my face. It was it was pretty intense. Anyway, so this lady was like, no. And she scratched me. And I was like, whoa. And as I went, whoa, she interpreted that I was like coming back at her. She punched me so hard in the sternum. Knocked, knocked the wind. I literally like went. <gasps> I fell backwards like I was a domino out of the maze I was in. And I was laying there, and then one of the, like, higher-ups at the time, this guy, mm-hmm. Craig Harold, who used to be our supervisor, he he held the key to being, like, a street performer versus doing mazes. Mm-hmm. And he already had kind of his eye on me, and he came by, and he was like, um, I feel like you're not supposed to be halfway out of the maze. And I was like, <laughs> and so then they got the lady and her husband they pulled him out and and knots was like do you want to press charges and i was like yes and they were like oh but you probably shouldn't because then you'll have to like be in court and it's just like a lot of trouble and i was pretty like downhearted down whatever i was upset Mm-hmm. I've been up for too many hours. My brain's not working. I was really upset about it. And I was like, it's fucking bullshit. They don't support their employees. Like, fuck this. And and then she fucking hit the cop in the face. She punched him. And I was like, oh, yes. Nice. And so then they took uh, they took her and, and the guy away. Normally, they just throw them out of the maze. Sometimes they'll kick them out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um and they do their best to protect the cast member or the employees. But that particular instance, I was like, <laughs> you dumb, drunk ass, <laughs> cross-faded motherfucker. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. I also scared, this is just bragging now, but I scared a girl so bad one time. She climbed over a, a prop chest mm-hmm. and up a set of false stairs and made a right turn to go down the fake hallway she thought was there. But it just opened up to the black uh fabric tarps above the next room of the maze and she fell th- i scared her and then i went on because i when you're in a ma- this was the same maze this was the same year so i paused I was like nah, i'm gonna get your face or whatever and then mm-hmm. i like moved on and then i came around the next room which was parlor room and there was a table and then one of the board and the dad 
was mm-hmm. in there dead in a chair. And so I came back in, I popped out of the room and she went up. I didn't know this, but when I popped out, she went up the stairs cause she was afraid I was coming after her. And I popped around and into another room that was the next room. And I'm in there and I'm scaring this family. I was like this big, like burly buff dude and like mm-hmm. his kids. And he's being all like, stay behind me, guys. They won't scare you. And as I'm scaring, trying to scare them, this woman falls through the fabric, <laughs> kicks this man in the head, lands on the prop table. The table breaks. She breaks. I hear her femur break. I hear it. Oh, Jesus. It is, I can't unhear that sound. And then I go into dizzy mode and I'm like, all right, guys, sorry you got kicked. If you could wait right outside the maze over here, just sit (laughs) up against this wall. We'll get you some first aid, make sure you're okay, get you to the front of the line on something else. Wait there. Okay, everyone here, if you guys can go back out the front of the maze (laughs) and, um, I'm going to just stay here. And I sat down on the floor. Again, I have axe wounds. My makeup changed every night a little bit. But basically, mm-hmm. huge gaping axe wounds in my face and neck. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting there. And the girl, like, kind of comes to. Because, oh, by the way, when your femur breaks, you pass the fuck out. So she, like, kind of comes to. And she's like, am I dead? And I said, <laughs> And I'm not really scary. Oh, my God. Just you're going to be okay. And then eventually first aid came. And then they gave me the night off, the rest of the night off, because I saw this all happen. And I thought I'd be traumatized. But they started calling it because it was 13 Axe Murder Manor. But they started calling Mm -hmm. it 13 foot or 13 foot fall murder manor or something (laughs) like that. And I was like, yes, I caused someone severe medical trauma. Oh my god, that's oh, yeah. insane! Yeah, that's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. there you go, oh, Raul. My... There you go. Seriously, you got you got something there for you. That's for sure, Raul. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I can't do scary shit. Yeah, uh, I, I'd be that woman. Nope, not happening. <laughs> to be fair, this trunk I'm talking about, this wasn't like like a 18 inch little fucking like Cabbage Patch Kid closet trunk. It was right. like. Sorry, I specifically had my shit in a small trunk for my cabbage patch kids. That's why it was a weird <laughs> reference. This was probably like a four foot wide, two and a half, almost three foot tall, like looks like a big fucking pirate's chest mm-hmm. that this woman climbed over. So, I mean, she was truly, truly scared. <laughs> Oh my God, that but, poor woman. But there, I mean, there was a house facade, but once you got inside, everything was so short. I don't know why you would assume Knott's had a, built an entire house just for how, I don't know. Because she's in fear mode. She's afraid. She's not thinking. Yeah. I. The adrenaline kicked in, you know, fight or, fight or flight. I had a guy run into a wall once too. Like I scared him. It was just like a pop out scare. It wasn't even a good scare. I was, I was, uh, was back in May's days and I was like, one of those kind of things where you like, just go, Hey, and you pop out of a curtain, by the way, for those of you who can't see us, everyone, I was adorable just now. Um, but yeah, no, I just did like a little like boo pop out thing. In fact, we used to do cereals. We'd be like Muesli, Freddy Pebbles, and just like 
it gets boring sometimes when you're it's like if you have to give a break or whatever and you're stuck in that position mm-hmm. you're like oh cool i'm behind this fucking curtain again but but you make the best of it so you start coming up with stuff and we determined Musily was actually one of the scariest serials uh anyway so i popped out and i scared this guy and he just like took out and this guy was like he could have been like an athlete like a linebacker big just big black dude like like huge and he mm-hmm. took off and he slammed face first into <laughs> one of the like blackout walls that guide you like oh. through the maze mm-hmm. and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna go i don't want this to be my <laughs> fault and i just literally was like i'd rather not be in position than have someone be like i got scared into a wall by some dead alice in wonderland chick yeah so there's that Anyway, yeah, I could tell haunt stories for years. My friend started it. a book about some of the shit we did. And then I think they, I don't know if he finished it or not or what happened to it. But yeah, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people who'd be interested in reading something like that. See, I would read something like that. I just don't want to be part of it. <laughs> I'm a fucking chicken shit. We should start. Uh... But I'll jump out of a plane. We live on different coasts, uh, but Mm -hmm. it would be hilarious if we had some way to produce content like that for our TikTok, where, like, we just scared, like, random strangers. That, (laughs) that's the downside of that job, though, because I'd be in, like, Target, like, November 1st, buying, like, Halloween shit on sale, because that's Mm -hmm. my fucking, you can after Christmas shop, that's fine. And I like it. I'll do it, too. But after Halloween, man, I'm like, how many targets can I hit up for their hide and eat boutique? How many? Uh, I go to Walmart sometimes, but honestly, Target's my go-to Halloween spot. But I'm like, right. how many Halloween sales can I hit in like one day on November first? <laughs> and um, that's just my jam. But it's hard because you're walking through. You've been scaring people for like 28 of 31 nights, and you're like. Um, I just feel like I want to pop around the corner of this, this aisle and just be like, what? (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah. I had non-haunt friends that wouldn't go shopping with me after haunt or during haunt because I would like stalk through the aisles like creepy. Um, I can't say I blame them. I really don't think I could blame them for that. Well then you'd also be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, is that everything? No. Did we have anything else? I think that's it today. Like you All said right. at the beginning, it was light. You know, we're on the new schedule. So we, you know, understandably, there was a bunch of people that who we normally hear from who we didn't. There's no Tallyman count today. Tallyman is taking a well-deserved vacation. Um, he's no longer working his haunt job, um, which is a whole story that Tally Man could tell people. But um, so he took some time. They went to visit the Winchester Castle thing where, you know, that uh, crazy lady built all those uh, rooms that go into no rooms and stuff like that. When should I jump in and help you out with this? Or... Please go ahead and jump the in. The Winchester Mystery House. Yes, thank you. That's where he went. Yes. Yeah. I read about that when a house when I was a little, little girl. Sarah Winchester was the 
uh, ex-wife, heir, well, not ex-wife, he died, the widow of the uh, Winchester rifle fortune. So she was terrified that the ghosts of the people that had mm-hmm. been killed by the guns were out to get her. And so she, it's, if you've never been and you are ever in the, I think that's in San Jose, I want to say area uh you it's it's worth a look-see i did a behind the scenes tour a couple years ago around Mm -hmm. christmas time and we got to go into rooms that are not uh open to the public and see extra shit it's a weird i mean there's doors that literally if you opened it you'd fall out of the second story and there's stairs that go to nothing it's it's, i would do that except not with you around because then you would try and scare me at the same time i'm interested for the historical aspect (laughs) no i think i'm cognizant that you don't like I wouldn't I would never impart that on someone that wasn't asking for it which is why I realized that like my target behavior was wrong (laughs) but you would love to do it to somebody like tally man if you saw him out there no no that'd be like fellow haunter respect I mean I'd have it'd have to be someone like this bitch ass lady that was at Halloween town guys we were almost out of here you almost had a clean break (laughs) This bitch ass lady that was at Halloween Town, they have a drink called the Debbie Reynolds, and it was uh, Earl Grey infused mm. gin with uh-huh. elderflower liqueur. I think mm-hmm. it was actually Saint Germain, but now there are other there are other players in that game of the elderflower. Um, mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, you put gin in anything, it kind of makes it just taste like gin. But this bitch ass lady was like, "Oh, I, all I can taste is the gin." And she was just that, she was that girl. She was that girl that you're like, why do you even have a boyfriend or a husband? Like, how does this man put up with you? She was like, I don't want to eat here. I don't know. And she was just, she she irritated me. I can believe it. It sounds like she would be irritating. I would scare the fuck out of her. I think if you're somewhere like that, you're just like out loud whining for hours at a time. You get scared. Yeah. No, I, I believe it. I, I'll give you that one. But yeah, so there are no counts because Tallyman took some time off. And, you know, like Erin mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're doing our new drop schedule where we're dropping our new episodes on Wednesdays. So make sure that you call in, listen, send your messages in and all that other fun stuff so we can t- listen to you and talk to you next week when we record again. And um, just so we're clear, we're still trying to ideally record the show uh, over the weekend to deal with our work right. schedule. So if if you want content to go into Wednesday, Wednesday's show, ideally we would want it in by like Friday afternoon, yes. evening at the latest. Um, yeah. But other than that, where can they find us on social media? You can find us on Instagram at By Coastal Biatches, Facebook group By Coastal Biatches, we have a Twitter account, which if you search for Bi Coastal Biatches, you'll find us, but it's actually Bi Coastal B I O T C one. And you can email us at guess what? Bi Coastal Biatches at gmail.com. Can you believe that, Aaron? That's wild. What? That's great. Well, I think that's it for me. Well, also, we have to remind everybody that they need to like, subscribe, and rate us on their favorite podcast players. Most importantly, subscribe, because we need to have those subscriptions up. Um, But other than that, I really do think that's it, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, so 
We'll keep talking if you keep listening. Bye. Here they are, just two bikers of girls, living life in a podcaster world. When things really suck, when things